The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Welcome to your show, Mom. Channel Mom really is here for moms like you, even when much of the rest of the media is not. You know, whenever I get ready for the week's show, I always think, how can I love on or encourage or advise as many moms out there as possible and help them to feel understood and appreciated? Because there are millions of moms all over America trying to do their job well, trying to raise their children well. Uh, and, and, and they're, I think they feel kind of lost and, and um, unnoticed and um, unapplauded. And, and that's why we exist. We just want you to know that, that even though the media world may not honor the role, we love you and we, we respect you and, and we need you to be dedicated to uh, training your children up. Hey, we've got a really crucial and important topic to discuss on the show today, and I think it could be life-changing, and, and, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Divorce is an issue that touches just about everybody. So if you're not a family who's gone through divorce, I still think this show is going to help you because maybe it's uh, have been in your past family or it's somebody that's next to you or a, a friend or uh, maybe you've mar- married someone who was divorced. I mean, it, it touches so many people in so many ways. And we have to figure out how to save the children who are suffering in silence because of divorce. And we've got a very special guest today. He is Dr. John Turbin. He's a Harvard-trained psychologist, served on the advisory board for the Dr. Phil TV show for years. Also a frequent guest on Dr. Phil, as well as the author of uh, several books, including his latest, Collateral Damage, which talks all about how divorce affects children. Dr. Phil has called it a life-saving guide for families who've been through divorce. So that's why I'm bringing it to you and the principles in it, because I think it can really help some folks out there who are struggling with divorce and want to get their children out of the fallout that can occur sometimes in divorce. So welcome to Channel Mom, Dr. Turbin. Oh, pleasure. Thank you so much. We're glad to have you. I'm just going to go through a couple of things. Because I've done this show for years, because I have a heart for motherhood and family, I, I've studied what the impacts of divorce do. So I'm not, I'm not um, going to act like the expert here. You are. But I want to review a little bit for folks that you have in your book just so we kind of set it up. So first of all, we all know that approximately 50% of marriages in the U.S. fail. And now we have to add to that an increasing number of couples who never marry. They have children together, and then later they go their separate ways. And In all of the scenarios, children suffer greatly. It's often in silence because parents don't know how to effectively guide their kids. But that's why we're going to help you today. Uh, Dr. Turbin points out that if we learn how to navigate this and if we use some of the principles he's going to give you, the children of divorce are going to be less likely, even though currently they are more likely, to go into drug and alcohol abuse, criminal behavior, mental and physical illness, and suicide. Kids of divorce are more likely to experience all of those things, but that is why Dr. Churbin wants to help you today because he has a book based on research from more than 10,000 surveys from children and parents of divorce, and he's come up with some principles to change the negative effects in a child's life from divorce. Now, by the way, I'm not... 
I'm not saying that that makes divorce cool. I think everybody, including Dr. Churban, who's experienced it himself, would say none of us likes divorce. But if, if you've had to go through it, there are some ways to help children navigate it that will make them much healthier as adults. Um, is that fair to say, Dr. Churban? I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> okay, but I do need you. I do need you. So yeah, here, okay. let, let's talk about this. First of all, you were divorced, so this kind of set you out on that journey. Can you talk a little bit about that? A little bit, sure. I, I've been working in the area of mental health and working and teaching the area about relationships and healthy relationships and marriage and the family at Harvard for 25 years. Yeah. And uh, certainly seeing patients and couples who are struggling with it. But, you know, I had my uh, understanding of the needs because I would sit with the kids and it was, you know, a little, if I can say, academic. Right. And then at one point, uh, it, it evolved that uh, I was in the midst of this process. And much like maybe you described some of your listeners, never anticipating that this would occur and certainly no history or connection to this personally, you know, no emotional connection. But here I was with three rather little kids and uh, now I'm, you know, in the middle of it. So I think, you know, I had my mantra intellectually of what was going on, but to go through it emotionally is, is another level. Right. So it kind of gets you from, you know, where you're not recognizing it. And, and so it was. And I opened the book actually describing a situation. With you know, your son, right? Is, it, is this the one about your 11-year-old son? Because I want you to tell that story. Because that was oh, a, sure. that was a game so changer. Ba- yeah. It basically just opens, the, the book ba- basically opens up where I'm describing my, let's say, intellectual readiness for this. And then kind of ra- trying to wrap my head around what's going on in my home. And uh, in the midst of this whole thing and trying to keep my children in their gears and keeping them away from the material. And I describe how my son comes to see me after school, you know, into my office and brings the mail. And we're talking about his hockey game and just about his day at class. And then he takes off and goes to his room to do some studying. And as I was cutting through the mail, I noticed uh, yet, as I describe it, uh, another huge envelope with uh, filings that were legal filings, uh, which was very overwhelming because the legal process is designed to do precisely that, to, yeah. uh, to make you feel overwhelmed. And uh, and so I was. And as it turned out, I just, you know, I'm, I'm an academic and I describe that in the book. I'm, I'm certainly not a street brawler, but I got up and I just like uh, punched the wall. And, you know, I was a little a bit surprised because I made a dent in the wall on the way but I was really emotionally uh, not myself. Yeah. Well, my son apparently heard that, that bang, that thump, yeah. and came back into the room and uh, wrapped his arms. I was holding my head around my, around my stomach, and, he's, uh, and I just looked, and I said, I'm so sorry. And, and he said, Dad, you're going through a lot. Um, it's okay. Uh, but I think this was my wake-up call uh, and a recognition of, even though I know, like the kind of items you referenced at the beginning of this, um, what my question for me was uh, that I was spilling, that somehow my issues were now uh, in his face. Uh, and, and you switched roles. He was having to parent the parent. Precisely. He, and, 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 and that was and alarming. Right on target. So, you know, I, I could you know, catch that right away, you know, or someone else, you know, I mean, I just, you know, held him at that moment, but I was feeling like this, this is wrong. You know, he should not be in this position. That's not to say that your children, actually, we could talk about that more generally for your audience as well. Um, 
you know, this is their life. You know, parents, and as I did this study, I found some parents who actually isolated the kids from even the decision of the divorce, and the kids found that one parent was missing in the morning. So, like, that's one end of the continuum. Yeah. And then, of course, the more uh, agonizing one is where they're living in the real swamp of uh, despair and distress and, and fighting and arguing. And, you know, they're almost wishing, will these two people leave me alone or get out of my life? So, I mean, the major task of the book at that wake up call was, you know, really, we need to get this together. But let's let's move into some of the particulars. Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering what what so, you had 10,000 surveys. That's an enormous amount. I, I'm, I'm curious what you gleaned. We only have about four minutes left in this sure. segment, but can you at least begin to tell people, because I know there are people listening today that think, I want to know more, I want to figure this out, and how I can can alleviate the pain for my child, at least some of it. So right. what, what, what were parents and children saying in this well, survey? Yeah, I, I think there are probably two major zones we can move to, and that'll be simpler. Uh, one, you know, what the experience is uh, that I gleaned, because people were answering surveys, but they would write pages because it was like a therapeutic process yeah, sure. in terms of their just reflections, because it was hard to, and to really difficult to find people to really talk about what that, what came on. And I think there was something about this format that permitted people to just uh, express. But the bottom line with the children was they felt two dramatic things. One, my childhood is over. Wow. That's, that's pretty ominous. Uh, it doesn't matter what the parent says. It's just like the kid really shifts, regardless of the connections with mom or dad, to these two foundations are at, at odds, and who is there for me? And, you know, they're not rationalizing it. They're feeling it. So one is, you know, there's a real change of direction. And oftentimes it is actual. It's real that yeah. they, their childhood is all, all over. And two, and this is one which the book really moves in on, the family is over. Now, the family is not over uh, unless the parents make it that way. And the book, again, talks a great deal about how parents unaware do that. Well, you know, too, I, you, I, did, I just wanted to okay. shift. I don't want to like uh, take the miss your question, but I just wanted to get to that second part. So that's like the major. Those are the major takeaways for the kids. Yeah. The the other major point, and we can look at the details uh, from the study, was the disparity between what the parents understood and what the kids understood. Uh, and I'll just give you this one stat, and then we can move on. Uh, one was that parents in 49% of the cases said they spoke with their kids about what was going on. Kids said that the number was really well. The percentage of that of their uh, of that sample was seventy six percent, and then they went on to say that they didn't share their feelings with an eighty percent with their parents. In eighty percent of the cases, they did not share their actual share feelings. Their feelings with their parents, and then it even got a little worse because it got to there was really no one there for me to really process and to sort this out. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna, just going to turn to you because I, I can just talk like a monologue here and there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're the expert, and I, I want to assure people that we're going to get to some some points and some tips because you ended up finding nine areas of greatest sure. parental oversights. And, and, and I want to also note that, that you know, Dr. Turbin was, was noting in his new book, Collateral Damage, that children often feel alone, unheard, and rejected 
So those are huge things that parents should be aware of and, and try to know how to alleviate this so they don't feel alone, they don't feel unheard, and they don't feel rejected. When we come back with Dr. Churbin, uh, we're going to talk more about his new book, Collateral Damage, but more about the divorce study and using kids as weapons or how care parents can de- redefine their parenting how they can best serve their child's needs, and a lot, lot more that we can use to help you if you want to help your child after a divorce, right? When we return with Channel Mom. They're slipping through my hands. Jenny from Channel Mom. And if you're a mom, I know that you give your all for your kids, but sometimes it feels like no one even notices what you do. That's why we aim to give back to moms like you through Channel Mom outreach, coffees, and awards. First, our outreach helps moms with marital struggles, parenting issues, depression, and more with help from our amazing partners like Mops and Love and Respect. We also love to reward moms with our One Amazing Mom Award and a grant for single homeless moms. So go to ChannelMom.com to connect with our outreach or simply attend one of our channel mom coffees for inspiration and encouragement finally i'd like to hear from all the moms out there i'd love to hear your mom's story what you need in your life your advice or what you'd like to hear on channel mom radio reach out to us at channel mom one word on facebook twitter or instagram and please come support us in our mission to love coach and encourage moms you can come to channelmom.com and push the donate button and help us to continue ministering to moms it's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. We are talking about a hugely important issue. We're going to get to more talk of how you can help your children deal with divorce, or maybe it's your your sister's children, or maybe you've been uh, somebody who went through divorce as a child when you're you were younger. Whatever it is, we want to help you navigate that today for healthier, happier outcomes for the children that went through this. And we're going to get to that issue right after. We like to do this at every show because every mom deserves, I think, most moms deserve a little applause for all that they do. So here we go with our mom applause. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you for playing that. Uh, my board operator extraordinaire who comes in with an applause every week for you. I, I really mean that. I hope you'll take a bow. I hope you'll realize that you deserve to walk down a red carpet and get a standing ovation for all that you do to make our world better by trying to raise your kids well. And that's what we're trying to focus on today for those who've had to go through divorce. Uh, we are with the author of a brand new book, Collateral Damage, Guiding and Protecting Your Child Through the Minefield of Divorce. He is Dr. John Churbin. You've probably seen him on Dr. Phil. He's a frequent guest there. And he has so much new information to help parents. It's based on 10,000 surveys given of children and parents of divorce. They discovered what children were really feeling and what was causing them to go into bad behaviors because children of divorce are more likely to, to go into addiction behaviors, um, into criminal behavior, and a number of other things. We don't want that for you. Now, I, I will admit I'm blessed enough to not have gone through a divorce, but I want, don't want to come from a judgy place. I want to help people who've already had to suffer through it, and I know Dr. Churbin does too. So, so Dr. Churbin, welcome back to Channel Mom. Thank you. 
Okay, so in this divorce study, you say you identify nine of the greatest parental oversights made during and after a divorce. Things that they're that they're overlooking when it comes to how their children are feeling, how it's impacting them. Their children are feeling unheard and alone and rejected. And, and you want to help a parent say, hey, you can't just think it's fine just because they're telling you it's fine. What are some things you'd like to tell parents that they need to navigate, they need to do better to make their child come out a little more healthy after a divorce? Well, I think it's, it's actually looking directly at what is the impact. Each divorce is different. Each of the characters are, are special, and certainly each of the children have different needs. Sure. But the basic point is recognizing that this storm has affected this structure in a very specific way. And oftentimes people don't really recognize that or at least don't admit it and recognize the impact. So as you were referencing or introducing our second uh, conversation here, you began speaking about how parents are unsure about what they're necessarily doing. Well, the point is in generally parenting in a, a home takes a particular style. You know, parents see themselves as particular kinds of leaders. In the face of divorce, by virtue of the legal process itself, parents can really feel reorganized or re- redirected and who's leading the house can be actually complicated. In fact, children might be going into two different worlds. They might be sharing their childhood now with two different parents with two different plans. Yeah. So how do we really retain and manage those situations that are really, really eating away at the structure of the family? Now, earlier I had mentioned that the, the children feel like the family is over or they experience that or it's changed, or it's not the same, I think that becomes the creative task of parents. Children also feel that they're not the priority. When parents are consumed by a new agenda, it's quite understandable that they are enveloped in other demands. We've mentioned already legal, but, I mean, it might be another relationship. It might be the struggle with the former relationship. It might be, I don't know, their work and finances. It could be really many, many factors. But that child who was the number one or perceived as a high priority has often been displaced, and the child knows it. So first part of the material uh, is the first part of the book is directed to the child. It's really about how do we tune into the child's experience. The second part of the book is about the parent. And let me, you were mentioning some of those oversights. Yeah. One is the fact and the power of managing emotions. Uh, the, the emotional responses of parents, uh, you know, we, we have, we say three brains, you know, we got an emotional brain, we have kind of a primitive survival brain, and then we have that brilliant cerebral cortex. Well, those brains are not always in sync, or it might not be that cerebral cortex, that higher level functioning that rules in the face of an emotional fearing and fearful uh, process of divorce. Yeah. So it's not only your emotions as parent that you really want to tune into, but like, how about the kids? And recognizing that even your feelings and their feelings are understandable, but we have to move in on them and we have to be able to, to kind of work with them and to attune to them. And the second um, chapter is really, well, the first chapter is really looking at the attunement, really. To, to tune into, your, yeah, to tune into how your child's feeling and, and not, and not, if the child says, I'm fine, don't just leave it at that. 
um, right. because they really do need to talk. They, they're, they're, they're admitting in these surveys that they feel alone, they feel rejected. And so the parent needs to get to that. Then can I just, we're going to get to a faith piece that how important sure. bringing faith into it is. But, sure. but what, can you just give one or two tips to parents if they do nothing else? Make sure, other than listening to your child and attuning to them and communicating with them, what are one or two other things that a parent... But let me just say that very quickly. I think that attunement, like what does this child need? Has that bond been challenged or, or broken? Um, that bond is the thing, in my mind, which saves the child from all of those disturbing consequences that you referenced uh, at the oh. beginning, which are pretty you know, kind of uh, basic you know, uh, research findings of children who suffer and have to go outside of the family. It's a lack of con- contact and connectedness. So in conjunction with that attunement and managing those emotions is really maintaining your parental role and providing nurturance, that care. And those, I think, are probably the four uh, major zones that I explain and how you do that practically in the book. Yeah. And the second part is really about tuning into the, the parent issues because that parent is also a person. And, sure. uh, and that spilling that occurs, and I have a section called the dirty dozen, you know, just things that people unconsciously do because, again, they're not using their rational brain, um, but putting their kids in the middle, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, saying things that are inappropriate, recognizing that your child is really a product of you and someone else. And again, going back to when the child says everything is fine, oftentimes they're assessing you because they know they can't tell you their truth. And yeah. in the study, they revealed that very powerfully because they could they could sense their parents' guilt or their parents' discomfort. And children often know when you are authentically present and when you're just giving them kind of, you know, open uh, kind of invitations, kind of uh, empty words. Sure. And that's huge because I think one reason you're emphasizing nurturance and controlling your emotions and and making sure that the child understands that the the parenting role doesn't have to change, that you're still going to love them and parent them because the kid is tempted to become the parent. They're they're tempted to say, oh, I've got to watch their emotions. I've got to make sure that I'm comforting to them. They don't need to comfort me. I need to make sure that they're not upset today about whatever proceedings they went through. And and oftentimes parents, and they're might be reorganization of the family where you have your child participating in the the new family and the transitional family but really having the child take on parenting roles is unfair sure and, uh, you know you really need to be on top of that one because that will come back yeah 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 and, and you've got of course a, a ton of other tips about avoiding oh, the p- parenting right. handoff and not to use the kids as weapons or play them against right. the other parent you, you have a ton of information in that regard last thing we only have about two minutes for this but it's sure. hugely important of course you believe, as would I, that faith plays a huge role in bringing more health to a child who's had to go through a divorce. Right. I think that faith piece, uh, I believe, is a incredible resource that is often missed because it's not about a formal religiosity, but it's about a claim of pursuit toward truth. For children, oftentimes the direction toward truth is mom and dad. In the face of divorce, that's challenged, and children often become as we were saying, kind of parentified and powers to kind of contend with themselves. I think parents in the face of divorce would be well served to bring their faith and their children to their faith. That Mm -hmm. is to enable them to not feel like 
you know, to recognize our humanness as parents. We're all in this. We're, but, you know, we're all children of God in my mind, whether we're parents or children. But sure. to bring them to a higher, bring their children to a higher recognition that that spiritual resource is there for all of our healing and that that direction, providing that compass, is essential for their trajectory toward their life and toward their purpose so that they are not sure. you know, misdirected by this, overwhelming, frightening struggle in divorce is being disorganizing. Yeah. That really, that truth and that faith and their potential is what the parent and the child wants to pursue. Yeah, those precious babies, whether they're you Absolutely. know two or, or 12 or 18, they right. need to know that God is still in control because other things way, feel even, out of control. You know, it was fascinating in the study. We found people well into their 40s and 50s who spoke about their parents divorcing later. Yeah. Who talked about it, you don't have to be just a kid by definition. To go through it, no, mm-hmm. no. How do people find your book, your new book, to help them navigate uh, the, the effects of divorce and, and, and help their children have a healthier response? It's called Collateral Damage. How do people find it? Surely, they, they can go to Amazon. They can certainly go to any major booksellers. And you can go to my site, drcherbin.com. Uh, the book is readily, it should be readily available in bookstores and through Internet. Good. I hope this has helped some folks today who are struggling through this or have struggled through this. Dr. Turbin, thanks so much for being on Channel Mom. Oh, real pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Uh, Yeah, you know, I have to to say one other thing about that interview. I I get concerned that we have something like 40% of kids now being born out of wedlock. And then we have that very high divorce rate, which is around 50%. We have more people now having, um, you know, cohabitating. Um, and, and so kids are in very unstable environments. And we've got to figure out some techniques to, to help them thrive um, despite what's going on in our culture in that regard. And I, no, no condemnation there. I just want to help the children. Uh, okay, you can help us. To, to continue on the radio, continue podcasting and doing our outreach. First of all, we'd love to hear from you at Channel Mom on Facebook and also on Twitter. But also, if, if you could help us and become a partner, even just $10 a month, we'd be blessed. Just go to ChannelMom.com and push the donate button there. In the meantime, moms, thanks for all you do. Dads, too, out there. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.